So we're doing a segment segment today of what's the word, guys? Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. I just saw Buddy like grabbing for Serena's face or something. It was she really was weird. She was bending over as I jumped up in the chair and <laughs> I kind of shouldered her, her face a little bit. So I felt really bad. That, that was me consoling her. Well, so nice behind the scenes thing. That was in sync of, our, of us slapping our Bibles right there. That was nice. Do you want to do it all at the same time? The work. Close. Almost. Oh, they can't even see it because uh, the loads are too. Oh. Boo. You weren't going to do that. I didn't know what we were doing. I got distracted. I started looking at the shot and I started I'm looking sorry. at different things. I'm sorry. Welcome to What's the Word, Thanks. everyone. The Welcome, end. guys. <laughs> Today we are going to be talking about how to run your race. Well, what does that mean? We're going to be talking about that here in just a second. But as we hop in, comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from. We want to know who's on with us today, who we're talking to, and special treat. Serena gets to be here today. I'm excited. Serena doesn't always get to be here. No, this is fun. Two days in a row. Two days in a row and mm -hmm. lots of Serena. Yes. Mm -hmm. Lots of Serena. Yeah. So let's see. George is commenting about uh, at the fact that Marky didn't know what sport Atlanta Braves was. I thought he was saying he didn't even know, and that confused me. No, no, that was George face palming right there because baseball is George's favorite sport. Mm -hmm. So yes, did Johnny's you know what sport on. It was? I did. Okay, I knew cool. it was baseball. Good. Is yeah. baseball your favorite? I'm assuming almost. No. Almost. Really? <laughs> yes. And by what, favorite, what it means mean? like somewhat invested, but not really. I don't know many people that like baseball. That's exciting. We've got mm -hmm. we've gotten to a couple of baseball games. Oh, yeah. What team do you like though? What team? Uh, Orioles. Baltimore Orioles. Because I grew up in Maryland. Interesting. That yeah. was my dad's favorite team. Aww. I didn't know. I mean, growing up, they didn't really win. I don't know if they win now, but I, I don't know. This is how invested we are in our <laughs> <Yeah>. favorite teams. <laughs> I say I think they're not doing well. I mean, it sounds kind of right, but the Cubs didn't do well for like 108 years, and then they won, so this could be their year. Mm -hmm. Could be. Could be. Johnny says hello. <laughs> hello, Johnny. This is us choosing to respectfully dis uh, figure out who's going to talk now. Yeah. <laughs> George says almost. That's another way to say no. Yeah. It's almost my favorite. <laughs> I like the Yankees. Okay. I used to anyway, like the Yankees. Let's just jump into the word. <laughs> Your husband just cut that off. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. All right. Well, today we're talking about how to run your race well. Race. Now, that, how was that for a segue? It was that a good was one. Good. Amen. Well, here, here's the thing. You know, um, it's one thing to start a race. It's another thing to finish it. Yeah. You know, um, like I can run if I go out onto the track. You know, let's say I, I'm a part of a track team, or let's say I'm at the Olympics, right? And we're doing uh, a mile, which is four laps around the track, mm -hmm. and I, maybe that's a thing that they do at the Olympics, I don't know. Um, they do have running. They have running, I know that, I know they have running. But, or let's just say, let's just say you're doing the four by 100 relay, that sounds like a thing, all right? So you, you're running, you hand it off, they run, they hand it off, they run, they hand it off, and then it gets to the fourth person, and they're coming around, and then they just stop right before the finish line. He could have been in first place the whole way around, yeah. but if he stops and never crosses that finish line, sure. like everything else that was done, all that work was useless and yeah. meaningless, you know? And how many times does God say, does Jesus himself say in uh, the book of Revelation, he who endures to the end right. shall be saved. Yeah. You know, he who endures to the end, that it, 
endurance is very important. You yeah. know, it's not just, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm going, you know, all out for Jesus now, and that should be enough. You know, we need to ensure and prepare ourselves to the point where we're going all the way in to the end. Yeah. You know, and, and the decisions that we make determine. Now, I mean, like, you could be going to church and doing things right right now, but are we set and determined to not just, you know, be in the race, but to actually finish the race? Yeah. Because the decisions we make now will determine whether or not we finish the race and the decisions I make tomorrow and the decisions I make the next day. Every single day I need to make decisions to ensure that I'm ending the race because none of us are beyond the realm of not finishing the race. Sure. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. It makes me think of something that pastor says a lot, that God is looking for people who will do the right things for long periods of time mm -hmm. and that not growing weary and well-doing. And, yeah. you know, it makes me think, like, we can kind of get in pride, like, oh, we moved from Pennsylvania. You moved mm -hmm. from Maine to be here, and that was the right decision. That was a good decision. It was a big decision. And if we just stay there, God wants, that's like, that's one good thing, but that's not where we can stop. You know, mm -hmm. God's looking for us to continue to grow and not yeah. just stay stuck in the one good thing, the mm -hmm. one big faith step that we took five years ago or mm -hmm. whatever that is. Yeah. Know? Well, and the whole reason we're talking about this is because you who are watching, God has called you mm -hmm. to run a race. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. called you. If you're alive on this earth, you are called by God to live for him here in this earth. The word tells us in Jeremiah 29 that he knows the plans that he has mm -hmm. for you. Plans full of hope, full of a future, full of the goodness of God. And he's called each of us to do that. But have you ever... You know, I, I mean, I'm thinking of how, oh, I have a couple of different examples, but I don't want to give the wrong one. Well, I mean, it's like I remember being in high school and going to this kid's funeral. Like it was a, another high schooler who had passed away and everyone was rightfully like they were mourning the loss of him. And what they were mourning was the fact that he didn't get to finish the race mm -hmm. that God had created for him. Well, so often, you know, that can happen even while we're still alive. Like God has a, a plan and a purpose for us, but we determine whether we're going to finish the race that he's called us to run. Right. I. I actually, over the last month, I've started running um, three days a week, and I was talking to Pastor about it because I realized immediately, <laughs> immediately how my brain works when it comes to running. And like starting off, like I can start off strong. Like, mm -hmm. and the Lord's talked to me about this before. You can. It, you can start a race strong, but how you finish it is what matters. Mm -hmm. So you can like be all gung ho, like get a fire lit under yeah. you and you can run, run, run. But for me, like 25% of the way, my brain's like, you've done so well. Stop. <laughs> and then 50% of the way, it's like, okay, second wind. Then 75% of the way, like, and it's almost clockwork of the mm -hmm. traps my brain tries to set. 75% of the way, it's, you've done 75%. That's so good. You could, you can stop now. Mm -hmm. And that's what our flesh wants to do. Yeah. So much of the time is there's this awesome stuff that God's called for us to walk in and to have and to do, but it requires us determining, yeah. I'm going to run the race that God has yeah. before me and nothing's going to make me quit. Nothing's going to get me off track. I'm going to live for Jesus. No matter what, I'm going to run my race and not grow weary. 
because you can. You can get right up to the finish line and say, that's enough. Mm-hmm. And I actually did that like a week or two ago. I didn't, I didn't stop, but like I'm running in intervals. So I'm like running for a few minutes, walking for a few minutes until I build up the endurance again. Mm-hmm. And I got to this hill. There's this hill by my house. It stinks. Like <laughs> in faith, it doesn't. And I'm being so good. But <laughs> it's like this. And I, I hit like my last run interval, the full thing at the base of the hill. I'm like, Oh, oh no, <laughs> I don't get to stop. And I like, I cheaped out a part of the way through. I let excuses come up because cars were coming. So I'd pull off the road and I'd pause and like the different things. So I stopped running gung ho the whole way. And I got home and I wasn't happy about my run. Like I did it. I went and I didn't technically stop, but I stopped running mm-hmm. the way that I should be. And I didn't feel good about it. Um, you know, we're like, and the run that we're talking about is, you know, our walk with Christ, our yeah, fellowship yeah. with God, you know, what doing what God's called us to do. The plans and, and purposes. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, the plans and purposes that God has. The Bible's, or Hebrews uh, 12.1 says, run with endurance the race marked before you. You know, which means all of us have a different race to run. Mm-hmm. We, we all have a different calling. We all have a different you know, plan and purpose in, for our yeah. individual lives. Yeah. And so the race that we're running is the race that God is placing before us. Right. And it's hard for us to run our race, uh, you know, when all we're focused on is just, well, you know, I'm at least in the race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like God, is, put this in the comments. God, God hasn't called me to just participate. He called me to win. Put, put that in the comments. God hasn't called me to just participate. He called yeah. me to win. If you read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verse, starting at verse 24, it's, Paul says this. He says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Yeah. Run in such a way that you may win. See, mm-hmm. what, what he's literally saying here is, is it's not enough to just be like, oh, well, I'm going to church. Oh, I'm doing some of the right things. Oh, well, I'm better than most people. No, you're right. not called to participate. You're called to run in such a way to win. Yeah. That means That means you... Put yourself in a position where you're the hungry, where you're fighting and working to be one of the hungriest people that you know. You know, I want to ru- win this race. I'm yeah. going to run in a way to win. And then he goes on. He says, everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They, uh, they do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we do it to receive an imperishable uh, prize or a trophy, you know. Uh, he says, therefore, I run in such a way, not as without aim. So he's saying, I'm not running without vision. I'm not yeah. running without yeah. a purpose. I'm not running for no, for no reason. No, I'm running with vision. I'm running with an aim. I'm running with a purpose because I can see the race marked before me. He, he says, I box in such a way as not beating the air. So, so like, mm-hmm. I'm not just thro- like beating the air. I'm not just doing nothing. No, I'm doing things with purpose. Yeah. I'm doing things intentionally because I know what God's called me to do. He says, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not become disqualified. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's a powerful thing for yeah. Paul mm-hmm. to say. You know, the guy who wrote two thirds of the New Testament, right. the guy who who we base a lot of our doctrine on. The or well, I mean, it's all on God. But you know, he was such a strong and a mighty person of faith and of God. But he was still recognizing if I don't if I don't run in such a way to win, I myself can become disqualified for the prize. I myself could could uh, find myself a castaway. Mm-hmm. Or basically, what he's saying, I. I myself could backslide and fall away. Yeah, yeah. If if I'm not diligent, if I'm not running in such a way to win. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that we want to do today mm-hmm. is we don't just want to tell you, hey, run your race. Mm-hmm. We want to give you from the Word of God how to ensure mm-hmm. that you don't just run it, you win it. Yeah. yeah. Not just run. Put this in the comments. I don't just run. I win. Right. I don't just run the race. I win the race. And there are keys. We're going to be, Buddy was just reading 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 through 27. We're also going to be in Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. And those two verses themselves specifically talk about running. And I think it's just so cool how the Lord structures this. Because running is one of those (laughs) things that I feel like, I feel like you can for a moment, like, and this is very real to me right now, like you can for a moment get hyped about it. It's like, whoo, I'm going to run. And then it can very quickly become a thing where your flesh does not enjoy what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you don't mm-hmm. meet many people who are like, the run is just the best. Ugh, the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and the habits. But, but there are things that make it truly enjoyable. The people mm-hmm. who love it have learned to live in discipline, have mm-hmm. learned to live in self-control, yeah. have been trained of how to do things. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing with God is he wants us to be victorious every time. He tells us in 2 Corinthians that he is always leading us right. to triumph in Christ. The message version says in one perpetual victory parade after another. He doesn't have plans for you to lose. God has no plans for you to lose. God has no plans for you to come in second. He has plans for you to win because his son already won. His son's already done this thing. We're just walking in his footsteps. But God is such a good coach. Like Serena was on the swim team. I'm sure you needed a coach to teach you mm-hmm. like what to do, how to do it, mm-hmm. to, to be successful at what mm-hmm. you did. God's so good that in his word, he doesn't just say, okay, go outside and go run now. Mm-hmm. Head down that way. You'll figure it out. No, God has a plan. He has a purpose. He reveals it to us. Yeah. And then he teaches us what to do to make sure that we do it well. Yeah. He's the best coach that there could ever be. Right. He's just so good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds me of Hebrews 6, verse 12. Uh, it says, but be imitators of those who through faith and yeah. patience inherit the promises. Mm-hmm. And we do have those pastors and those people who've gone before and gone through the, that faith and that patience. A lot of times I think we like to focus, I know I like to focus more on the faith part. Like that's exciting. Okay, let's do this. But then the patience also, like God wants to give us things and he is the God of suddenlies, but he also wants to develop his character in us too. And he does that through patience, through developing that patience in us. So that by the time that he has more to give us, we already have that character to be able to handle that. And yeah, yeah. and so, yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> and, um, you know, part, part of that is, you know, preparation. Mm-hmm. You know, like the patience is where the preparation takes place. You mm-hmm. know, like you never, nobody ever wins a race without doing the prop 
without preparing themselves and without the proper practice and, uh, and preparation that's needed to actually run the race. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what, what Paul is talking about in uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 9, what we were talking or 1 Corinthians 8, uh, what we were talking about earlier when he was talking about, I discipline my body. Mm -hmm. or, you know, talking about uh, every, or verse 25, everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all, all things. They, you know, what, it, what he's literally saying is, is they prepare. They, mm -hmm. they prepare for the race. You, like, no one makes it to the Olympics if without, with zero practice and with zero, mm -hmm. you know, running, you know. And, and here, the reality is, you know, if we, you know, Pastor talks about it, you know, this way. He says, you know, you don't wait till the battle to load your weapon. Mm -hmm. He's basically talking about prepare yourselves yeah. so that when situations rise up or when deceptions come or when certain things happen, you're already trained and equipped to run through it. You yeah. know, you're trained and equipped to just bowl it over because you've prepared yourself. Yeah. And, and so just just put this in the comments. Um, uh, I nobody wins a race without preparing for mm -hmm. it. Um, and, and that goes this exactly the same with the race that we're talking about, the race market yeah. for mm -hmm. us. Yeah. So we're going to hop into, we have about 30-ish minutes left. We're going to hop into some of these things that we need to do to prepare yeah. to run properly. You've, hopefully, you've caught it now. You've got a race set in front of you. Now what do you do? Well, the first thing, you get the vision of your of the race from God. Yeah. You get the vision from the Lord. It tells us in the Word yeah. that without vision, the people perish. Yeah. But when you write the vision and make it plain, the people could then run with the vision. Yeah. You need to have God vision yeah. in your life in order to run appropriately. Mm -hmm. It's like Kevin Buck. Kevin Buck is also a runner. He's been a runner for a while. And he and I were talking one day about how, like for me right now, just physically running, I have been running like on the road, like on the like cement roads. Kevin has a desire to go like off-road running mm -hmm. and like trail running through the woods. That sounds like a good mm -hmm. way for, for Barrett right now at this moment in life to harm herself. <laughs> God has not given me that vision for sure. my life. That's not how I'm supposed to be running right now. God, how God's plans for each people or each of his people are so different mm -hmm. that Buddy's plan and Serena's plan are very different than mine. But I've got to know my plan yeah. that God's made for me mm -hmm. so that I stay in my lane. When you're watching the Olympics, people have lanes that they run mm -hmm. in. They're not cutting each other off because that's how you die. Like mm -hmm. if you try to run in somebody else's lane, you're going to get jacked up because someone's going to hurt you mm -hmm. or you're going to hurt them one mm -hmm. way or the other. But when you stay in your lane and you run the race that God's put before you, then you can be successful. The person yeah. beside you can be successful. The person beside them can be successful. But when we're trying to jump in each other's lanes, it yeah. just causes chaos. It causes danger. Yeah. So the first thing we've got to do is receive from the Lord. Lord, what's your vision for my yeah. life? Mm -hmm. What's the race you want me to run? Mm -hmm. And then, Lord, I will do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that goes back into like I run with aim, not yeah. or I run not as one without aim. You know, we need to know which direction God wants us to run because again Hebrews 12, uh the race set before you. Yeah, right. Uh uh there's a there, there's an illustration that I heard about where uh basically what these people did was they put this person in a big field. They blindfolded him and said, okay, I want you to walk straight. Right. You know, and since he didn't have any vision, he did what he thought was straight. And, and basically what he ended up doing was he started going straight and then he started to veer off. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he 
went backwards and then all of a sudden now he's just cycling yeah. and cycling and cycling. And Pastor was talking about this yesterday morning, you know, right. about breaking those cycles. Yeah. One of the ways you break that cycle is you, you, you get vision for where you're trying to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. And, and whenever you have vision for, because you always go in the direction of where your attention is, where your vision is. If your vision's in someone else's lane, you'll veer into someone else's yeah. lane and you'll, you can't run your race. If your vision is not on anything and you're just, you're just going to go in cycles and cycles yeah. and cycles and cycles and cycles. But what, what God wants to do is he wants to set a vision before you. James chapter one, I think it's verse five, maybe, I don't know. Um, uh, James says, uh, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God, he'll give it to you yeah. freely yeah. without rebuke. God wants you to accomplish your race more than you want to accomplish your race. Yeah. And so if, if you seek him for vision, he'll give you that vision. Yeah. He'll show you, this is the race that I'm marking before you. Now run. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important for us to fix our eyes on Jesus. Yeah. yeah. You know, the author and finisher of our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we fix our eyes on him, as we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things, everything we need, all provision, all guidance, all wisdom, mm-hmm. then all those things will be added mm-hmm. to us as yeah. well. And as we fix our eyes on him, he's going yeah. to lead us in those straight paths that we need to walk in. Yeah. yeah. Well, and to what you were just saying, the guy who's walking in circles, mm-hmm. he likely thinks that he's going straight. Right. Yeah. Like he has no concept of the fact that he's just wasting his time mm-hmm. going in a circle. Like I wondered that guy who, like, when the blindfold was taken off, like how frustrated he probably thought. He's like, back in the starting place. Like I've been walking <laughs> for an hour. What do you? But that's mm-hmm. truly what happens mm-hmm. when we don't get God's vision for our life. It tells us, you know, in the Word that when we stand before the Lord, if we haven't done works that He called us to do. Mm-hmm they get burnt up. Yep. Like there's that uh, that purifying fire. And when we stand before the Lord and he judges us as believers, it's not a you're going to hell judgment, but we're, we're going to want to please him when we get there mm-hmm. and how frustrating and in sorrow will we probably be for that moment of seeing all of what our life was made of and what we, what we built mm-hmm. If it wasn't God's vision for us, it profits us nothing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. And that's why it's so vitally important to hear from God and then get it confirmed from the people that God's placed right. in your life to help steward that. Because, you know, I can, I was talking to pastor about this this morning. Like I, um, I'd had a dream or something and I was like, I don't know if this is spiritual or not. I don't know. And you know, I gave it to him to submit to him and he was able to then, you know, so here's what this probably means. Here's what this doesn't probably mean. Here's what you do with these things because I could have created an interpretation off of what I was thinking, but he's anointed to look over me. You know, he, a shepherd is called to look down the path of your life. So when God gives you a vision, your shepherd will be able to confirm that vision mm-hmm. to make sure, yep, that's the way of God. Mm-hmm. That's what the rod and the staff are there for. God comforts us with his rod and his staff. He's able to beat back the wolves and then guide us away from the ditches and the pitfalls. And that's what a pastor can do too. So when you get that vision, Confirm it. Don't Mm -hmm. just you take it. Confirm it. Go to somebody who's called to be in your life. You know, the fivefold people who are called to be there, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, most people are going to have a pastor that they are, have easier access to than like their personal apostle. But go talk to your leadership. Go talk to your pastor and get that confirmed. Amen. Amen. 
So then the second thing with that is be intentional. Intentionally, diligently. Yeah. So number one, put these in the comments. How to win your race. Number one, get vision from God. Yep. Get God's vision for your race in your life. Mm -hmm. Number two is intentionality. Being diligent. Mm -hmm. Intentionality. Being diligent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't win a race unless you are intentional yeah. to run it, mm -hmm. yeah. to be diligent to do mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I, I've been listening to a, uh, a series from uh, Brother Copeland about just ministry, like excellence yeah. in ministry, and the number one key that he gave was diligence. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he actually shared a story from like his early years in ministry. And um, basically what happened was he... This was the one of the first times the Lord told him, you know, I want you to rent out a place and hold your own crusade. So, you know, um, he was believing God, you know, for the, the resources and the finances for it. And, uh, and you know, he's, he started, you know, in a small little building. Uh, they gathered people in. Like, the, the meetings were going really well. Yeah. And then during one of the meetings, um, he's preaching. Like, he's like, the anointing was there. The fire of God was there. He was preaching on righteousness, and it was powerful. And then a woman stands up and just starts loudly shouting in tongues, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then he, and, but he's in the middle of preaching and the Holy Spirit doesn't interrupt the Holy Spirit, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and he says, he says, ma'am, wait till I'm done. And she just keeps going, ma'am, wait till I'm done. And she keeps going. And then he says, in the name of Jesus, shut up. And then she kept going. <laughs> she kept going. And then she started interpreting her, you know, the thing. Mm -hmm. And then she sat down and like, and, and he, like, he, like, he, like, he, he, he mentioned it's like a wet blanket just went over it, just yeah. like, mm -hmm. you know, all that was going on. And, and, you know, he was, you know, uh, getting ready to rebuke her. And, um, but he was like, you know, Lord, this is where, th this is where, you know, you need the Holy Spirit. You need to have your vision. You need to be diligent because he was, he was talking about like having that fellowship with God, being diligent in your relationship with God. Cause it's moments like this where you need that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And uh, the man next to her stood, stood up and said, uh, sir, she's stone deaf. She couldn't hear a word you were saying. And like now everyone's looking at him like the whole crowd like turned on him because he's rebuking a deaf woman, you know. Yeah. And uh, so like he said he stopped and he just said, Lord, what do I do now? You know, yeah. like like put, I was putting myself in that situation as he was like sharing the story. I'm like, I'm like, and it make it, see, we never know when situations like this will arise to where we need that fellowship and we need to be in communion with the yeah. Lord, you know. Um, like any situation, any deception can come up at any point in your life and you need to have that fellowship always. That's what yeah. we're talking about. We're talking about being intentional and diligent yeah. at every moment of my life. I need to be ready right. in season, out of season, you know, in that fellowship with God to hear from him so that I can know what to do. And mm -hmm. he said, the Lord told, the Lord told him, call her up there and and pray that her ear, deaf ears open. Yeah. You know, it's a simple thing, but it's at, at moments like this where it seems like everyone's against you that you need a word from the Lord. Yeah. So he called her up, prayed for her, she was healed, and all, and then all of a sudden, like, that service just broke loose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, you know, you never know when, you, when that diligence is key and yeah. crucial yeah. in your life. You know, uh, you could get a text today, and, and, and you need 
man, I need fellowship with God. But if you've been lack, slacking for the last like three months and, and you know, you don't have that, mm-hmm. I mean, God will give yeah. you grace. But it's important for us to, to always be ready and always be diligent and always just be actively pursuing him, keeping yeah. our mm-hmm. eyes on him so that whenever situations like this come up, we can easily just step back and say, all right, Holy Spirit, what do I do? And yeah. since you're already yeah. in that fellowship, you, you get an instant answer and, and you're already in peace because you know he's with me. And, I, yeah. you know, and, and so yeah. you're able to handle any situation because you are diligent, because you are intentional at all times to be in that fellowship and to, and to be strengthening your relationship with God. Yeah, right. Well, even like a less intense version, like we didn't yell at a deaf person, mm-hmm. but like yesterday we had our Holy Spirit service and what, 10 minutes? No, 30 minutes before the service started, pastor texted me and Buddy mm-hmm. and he's like, Barrett, I want you to get ready to do communion. Buddy, I want you to get ready to do tithes and offerings. Mm-hmm. But what was awesome was, was your, did you find out from the Holy Spirit Saturday? Like, did you have leading on Saturday? For, no, I actually, like, months ago. Yeah, well, well, like, the, but it was it was uh, actually that Sunday morning that the Lord told me, hey, this word I gave you months ago is for today. I got you. So it was, yes. <laughs> I, sorry, I made that confusion. No, you're good. Yeah. Like, so Saturday, I'm reading the word, and I got to a spot in 1 Corinthians, and the Lord was like, I basically was leading me, you need to study on this, meditate on this, and have it prepared. The Lord on Sunday morning told Buddy, you know, be prepared to do tithes and offerings. So when Pastor asked us 30 minutes before the service started, it wasn't a surprise. Like, <laughs> what does the Bible say? Right? It wasn't frantic. It's because we both had other stuff to do before service even started. We didn't have the ability to, like, go and study the word. We had to be prepared. But that's what's awesome about diligence is when you're diligent in the small things, yeah. God rewards you yeah. and makes you a ruler over much. Like yeah, when you right. are diligent to what God's called you to now, yeah. he can then promote you in the future to greater. Yeah. So being diligent now, what leads to future success that God already has in yeah. front of you down the road. But if we're not diligent with it right now, if we're not preparing now, then he's not going to be able to entrust right. us with the future. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in all honesty, we need that intentional intimacy with him for every day, not just yeah. whenever we're on the platform we're having to deal with. Oh, for sure. Uh, we need that to be in that flow with him so that with just the little conversations or mm-hmm. if God wants us to take a different way home, we already have yeah. that intentional yeah. intimacy that we've had mm-hmm. with the Lord with that. But what you were saying, it made me think of um, Luke 16, Verses 10, it says, he who is faithful and very, I actually read this this, this morning and it really stuck out to me. He was you were faithful. diligent. I was morning. diligent this morning, guys. <laughs> well done. <laughs> he who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. Yeah. And he who is unfaithful in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. And then in verse 12, it goes down and says, and if you have not been faithful in the use of what is of that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? Yeah. And so if we're not being uh, able to be faithful in the little that God's given us, how yeah. can he know to trust us with yeah. more? Because he's always leading us to increase and always leading us in righteousness, and he wants to give us more, mm-hmm. but we also have to show ourselves faithful with the little that he's given yeah. us during yeah. this time. Too. Yeah. That's good. And so we're going to go into our next one. But guys, put these in the comments. This will help people yeah. as yeah. they're watching back through. Yeah. Uh, so put these in. Number one, the very first one is get the vision of God mm-hmm. for your 
your race. Mm -hmm. Get God's vision for your life. That's number one. Number two key on how to run and win is be diligent and be intentional. Mm -hmm. You want to do the next one? Sure. sure. Number three, <laughs> put this in the comments, number three is discipline and self-control. Self-control. Oh, yep. <laughs> Discipline and self-control, these are the fun ones, I think. These are the key ones. Yeah. Like, self-control, Evangelist Ted says this, that self-control, all the other fruit of the Spirit come yeah. from self-control. Yeah. Like, if you can control yourself, you can see the Lord manifest in your life. But that yeah. one is such a determining factor. That's true. That's true. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and what discipline and self-control uh, brings longevity. Yeah. You know? Um, so discipline, this is what discipline and self-control does not look like. Yeah. Oh man, I'm, I'm just getting really excited about this thing. I'm going to dive all in f fully two weeks later. Oh yeah, you know, I tried it. It didn't mm -hmm. work out for me. That's you the 25% part of running. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you, you probably know someone, you know, who, who they're always trying something new, yes. always trying something new, like every single month or every, like several times a year, I'm trying this new, th this new diet, you know? and I'm really excited about it like three months later they're they're not doing it you know yeah. like like they're and that honestly that's a spiritual thing that yeah. needs to be addressed because that that's a sign of a lack of self-control yeah because mm -hmm. what's happening is you know I get and this is this has been my ditch you know um, because it's really easy for me to start a new book and get excited and never finish it you know I have like like looking at my library, there's probably at least like 10 books that I've started and never finished, you yeah. know? And so, and again, you know, that's one of those things where I can get excited about something for a moment, but God's not looking for people who have just a sudden flame and then it goes away. Yeah. You know, you can have a nice explosion of, of, of joy and then it ceases mm -hmm. and then you, you go throughout the rest of your life yeah. looking back at, oh, I remember when that happened, right. you know, so long ago. Or you can do what God wants us to do and it's be being filled, right. you know, constantly being filled, constantly being on fire, constantly ha like, you know, moving in the spirit it might not you know there there might be moments where it, when it might not feel or seem as extravagant as yeah. it was mm -hmm. at the beginning but if we have the diligence to continue you know follow those who through faith and patience yeah. Yeah. inherit the promises see see if we don't have self-control we'll have a hard time actually obtaining the promises mm -hmm. of God because we'll get excited about it for a moment but then but then our faith will have a shelf life and it'll just slowly deteriorate yeah. as time goes on but if we're if we're dil diligent and disciplined enough to continue uh, God's God, the Lord told uh, Pastor, you know, he's that he's looking for people who will do the right things for long, long periods of time. time. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be people who will do the right things for long periods of time. And when yeah. we do that, th that's how God knows that he can trust us with mm -hmm. more. Yeah. There's no quit in the kingdom. Right? Yeah. There's no quit in the kingdom, period. Mm -hmm. Jesus never quit, so we never quit. Yeah. As believers, we've got to get that down in mm -hmm. us. There needs to be a different sort of grit on yeah. the inside <laughs> of us that says, no matter what, mm -hmm. I'm not quitting. No matter yeah. what, I'm not done. Yeah. No matter what, I keep going. And that mm -hmm. goes back to what Pastor talked about a couple weeks ago with a rival mentality. You're not done. Yeah. You're not done. We're yeah. not done. We've got to keep going. We're yeah. not going to be done. You know, 
It's like with running. When I started running, I've been that person Buddy was talking about so often in the past of, you know, just starting something, trying it, and, oh, that didn't work for me. I'm done now. Mm-hmm. And like when, Yeah, like running. So mm-hmm. when I started running this time, the Lord had to talk with me, and he's like, you're not doing this for a season. This is, this is life, like you, not just running, like he may shift what type of exercise, but you know, so many people have, I'm going to get fit for this, or I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to meditate on the word of God. Cause I've got a sermon coming up. Pastor asked me to speak. So I'm going to be really holy for a couple weeks and then I can go back and watch my movies and crap or whatever the thing is. We can do anything for a short period of time, but when we decide I'm not quitting and I'm not stopping, I'm going to keep going. It may look like I'm going slow. It may feel like I'm going jet speed sometime, but no matter the speed, I'm not done. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. And when that gets on the inside of us, see, my tone shifted right there because there's there's something that I've seen my flesh try and do multiple times, and I've worked to continue developing this on the inside of me. When the flesh tries to rise up and says, you're done, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. got to be something we've got to get on the inside of us. I'm not done mm-hmm. until Jesus takes me yeah. or I die and I go to get to be with him. My flesh dies. I'm not done. Right. You're not done. Yeah. We're not finished. We only increase. Mm-hmm. We only increase. We only keep going. We only go higher and higher. We're not done. Yeah. Yeah. But we, it's our job to control the flesh. It's mm-hmm. our job yeah. to control our mind, will, and emotions. Yeah. That's our job. That's That's the self-control part. But once we get the self-control part down, boy, howdy, watch out. We're running and it's not stopping. Yeah. Yeah. Galatians 6, 9 says. I was about to say that. Yeah. Go ahead. That's exactly where I was too. Unity. Go, you know, go for it. (laughs) Okay. I'll hand it over to you. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if yeah. we do not grow weary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yep. like the New Living. It says, uh, the New Living says it this way. It says, don't grow weary in well-doing, for at the right moment you will reap a harvest of blessing yeah. if you don't give up. Yeah. If you don't give up, you will reap the harvest. Yeah. Put that in the comments. When I don't give up, I'll reap the harvest. Yeah. The harvest comes to those who don't give up. Yeah. yeah. The harvest comes to those who don't let their flesh overwhelm them and they yeah. say, oh, you know what? I'm just going to put this aside for a couple of days. You yeah. know, like, like you, you, you know, let's say the Lord's been putting on your heart uh, to get up earlier in the morning and, and spend time in his word or spend time in prayer. You know, when that, when that uh, alarm goes off, you know, who are you going to listen to the flesh or are you going to listen to what the word told or what the Lord told you the yeah. night before? You know, what voice are you going to listen to? And the, the Bible tells us that we should, in, in Romans chapter 8, that we should be actively putting to death yeah. the deeds of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So, so when I wake up in the morning and I know, I, man, I need, I need to get in the Word. I know the Lord gave me a Word yesterday. And I was real excited about it yesterday, but I'm less excited about it now, you know, because it's early in the morning. My flesh doesn't want to get up. What am I going to choose? Because, he, and here's the beauty of it. When you choose to follow the voice of the Lord, when your flesh doesn't feel like it, the next day it'll get easier. Yeah, yeah, it'll get easier and it'll get easier. But then maybe there'll be a day where you where you're just, you know what? I'll just put it off till tomorrow. You know, I'll just put it off till tomorrow. You know, I've been doing so well. The next the, the next day, it'll get harder yeah. <laughs> and it'll get harder. And that's where like that diligence yeah. and self-discipline comes in. Consistently doing the right things for long periods of time. It gets easier and easier. But then yeah. whenever you decide, you know, I'm just going to get 
I've been doing so well. You know, I've been doing so well. I'll give myself a little break from yeah. doing what's mm -hmm. right. That yeah. that's a dangerous thing because yeah. then it gets harder and harder to get back in the yeah. momentum because it's a momentum thing. You know, yeah. if I'm pushing a car, like, let's say a car's in neutral and it's already moving, I, I it's easier for me to push that car. But if it's stationary. It's a lot harder for me to push pu yeah. to push it, but once I get it moving, it gets easier and easier. Yeah. And and that's kind of what we're talking about. Keep the momentum going 100%. by not by by putting to death the deeds of the flesh and by not following the flesh. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that goes right into number four, holiness. Mm -hmm. Holiness and putting away sin. Yeah. That's the next one. <clears throat> holiness. You know, Pastor had the opportunity to meet um, uh, Pastor Adeboye when he and Evangelist Stephen Hurlburt got to go to Africa. Mm -hmm. And Evangelist Stephen asked him, you know, what would you say if you could tell yourself however many years ago, like, what's the one thing you would go back and tell yourself at like 20 or 30 or mm -hmm. some question like that. His answer was holiness is the master key. Mm. Holiness is the master key mm. because let's, let's be real. You can run and you can try and run, but how much easier it is, is it for you to run without a backpack full of like hundred pound rocks or mm. with a backpack full right. of hundred pound rocks? <laughs> one of those ways is going to be much more fun to do than the other one. And Here's the thing. We're not designed to be carriers of sin. Right. The moment that we became born again, we became part of a new kingdom. We became cut from a new covenant. We're not part of sin anymore. But what sin does is it's a separator between us and our source. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not even our strength that we run with. God's right. so good yeah. that he's not just telling us how to do it. Mm -hmm. He's then like injecting our bodies, yeah. like physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally. He's injecting us with Holy Ghost, like yeah. good stuff to yeah. run the race that we're called to run. Holy he's, Ghost good stuff. Holy Ghost good <laughs> stuff. I went to like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> like, but that was bad super serum. So not that. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I'm going to say. <laughs> but that, you know, that's what he does. But when we're in sin and we're choosing to, maybe it's not even flagrant sin. Like it's not like we're like sleeping around with people on the street or whatnot, but maybe we're exaggerating when we talk mm -hmm. or maybe mm -hmm. we're not getting up for prayer in the morning, mm -hmm. or maybe we're not reading the word of God. All of those things have an effect on our conscience right. and all of that impacts how close we can get to the father. Yeah. And if we're separated from him by right. our own doing, he doesn't move. He doesn't turn. Mm -hmm. His face is always toward us, but he can't be near sin. Mm -hmm. So if we're sinning and we're choosing to not live holy, then what we're doing is we're cutting ourselves off from him. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so dangerous. Holiness is the master key because holiness keeps us in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. um, it made me think of 1 Timothy uh, 18 and 19. It says, This command I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that you keep uh, by them you fight the good faith. Sorry. You fight the good fight, keeping faith and a good conscience, mm -hmm. which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regards to their faith. So yeah. faith and a clear conscience are tied together. And it might not be flagrant sin. It might be not getting up for prayer in the morning when yeah. God has told us to do that. And so our conscience then is uh, seared in that. And so then whenever we're believing God for something, we're going to have that seared conscience and not be able to yeah. have that pure faith in mm -hmm. regards to whatever we're believing for and fighting that faith and running without any obstacles in our way. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, Hebrews 12, 1. Yeah. We, I mean, this has been basically like our key verse mm -hmm. for this. But it says, therefore, since we are surrounded, or since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I'm like, that, that word entangles, it's like, it's like someone who's like, maybe who has chains like on their hands and feet. Like I remember we, we were watching like a movie recently. Um, the fugitive. Oh yeah, and like, Thank you, and Kevin, I was, for that. and I was watching, the, <laughs> like, I was watching the guys run and like, or try, trying to walk with like these chains, and like, like they look real dumb because, they, like, <laughs> their their legs can't, their legs can't go that far apart. So yeah. they, they're like trying to like catch up with the guards and mm -hmm. stuff like that, but they just look silly, like like little penguins just kind of <laughs> waddling. Um, but like I'm picturing, that's kind of what sin does. We're trying, if we're trying to run this way, race, yeah. but we can't even like go full stride. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we're severely hindered from being able to win that race. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and if we finish it. If we finish yeah. it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and so like literally, what so what Paul's saying here is he's saying throw that off. You know, the the scripture that I was thinking whenever you were sharing was um, it's in a scripture in Isaiah where God is saying to the people, he's saying, my hand is not short that it cannot act. Yeah. You know, he says, my ears not deaf that I can't hear. Mm -hmm. He said, it's actually your sin that is that is cutting you off right. from, from me. So he's saying, I want to work in your life. I want your prayers to reach my ears so that I can do something for you. Right. But it's because you're allowing this to stay that I'm actually being hindered right from being able to, to to meet you because God cannot partner with sin right and so and so it's important for us and, and, and you know we're not saying that you know uh, we're not saying that you know if you stumble and mess up all of a sudden God's like forget you I'm right. not gonna do anything no what he's like the Bible says very clearly in first John it says if we do sin God uh, if we confess our sin he is faithful and just right. to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness yeah but it, but if like what you were saying if we're constantly habitually doing these things our conscience can, can be seared to where we're like you know I want to have faith for this but I keep doing this thing that I know is wrong yeah and so it's hard and because we have that mindset that sin consciousness like we have a hard time applying faith for, for you know for God to mm -hmm. move in our lives but if we if we have a revelation of our righteousness and if we and if we choose to walk in holiness it'll give us a supernatural strength yeah. and it'll allow God to actually give us the grace to run that race even yeah. better yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. And so that was the next point. The next one, and we're, I know we're going a little bit faster, but we're coming up on time. The next part is your endurance <laughs> is not from you. Yeah. You know, the, finishing the Hebrews 12 one, verse 2, our two key verses, and I think I said them toward the top, but put these in the comments because this will help people when they go back through. 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 through 27. That's one of our key verses. The second one is Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. And so Buddy started reading verse 1, picking up on that on verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. This is talking about how to run. Yeah. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For, for consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Verse 3, for consider him so that you do not grow weary. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the commas, commas are really cool. This is where grammar can be fun. The commas like join together thoughts. So for consider God, consider Jesus so that you will not grow weary and right. lose heart. That's what he's saying. Consider Jesus. Your strength is not your own. Yeah. Your strength does not come from you. In fact, when we try to do it on our own, that's yeah. when it's really bad. Yeah. That's what, honestly, when we try yeah. to do it on our own, at best, it's temporary. Yeah. At best. At best, we maybe get momentum, kind of. Maybe. But it can't endure because our human strength is fallible. It fails. But when we run with endurance from God, like it's truly, it's amazing how much better I run when I'm praying. (laughs) It's so much different. But it's because it's not my strength, it's his. His word says that when we are weak, then he is strong. And it's not saying that we are just such weaklings. It's we have a corruptible flesh. There's a weakness in our flesh, but we are not our flesh. We are of him, our source. Mm -hmm. It's otherworldly. It's supernatural. And it comes from him. So our endurance... Our endurance is not our own. It's him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It reminds me of, you know, Paul's thorn. Yeah. You know, like Paul's talking about how like three times he asked the Lord to, to, to take it away. And, and, you know, we can get into what it was and all that stuff, but we don't have to. Um, but basically God's response is the thing that we should focus on. Mm-hmm. What did God say? He said, my grace yeah. is sufficient for you. Yeah. For my power is made perfect in, in yeah. weakness. He's yeah. not saying, you know, well, focus on your weakness because a lot of people look at that and say, oh, well, you know, I'm just supposed, I guess I'm just weak and, you know, yeah. and I, that's all that I am. No, God is literally saying my grace will come in and bring perfection even in the places yeah. that you might have a weakness. Mm-hmm. And that's what grace does. That's what God's grace is. It's, it's God. See, let's say, Let's say I'm here and I know in order to fulfill what God has called me to be, I need to be here. But I can't do that on my own. Grace is when God comes down and brings us up. You know, mercy is when God comes down and meets us where we're at. But grace is when God comes down, empowers us to go higher. He empowers us to to run with more perseverance. He empowers us to have more faith. He empowers us to overcome. He empowers us. That's what grace is. It's even though I might be weak at this moment, God's grace will make me strong. God's grace will elevate me. God's... he, uh, what is it? He opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Right, yeah. You know, that grace, what is that grace? The Bible says those who humble themselves will be exalted. Right, That's yeah. what grace does. It exalts you. It brings you higher. And it empowers you to do what you're called to do. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of uh, what is the joy the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes me think of a conversation that me and you had not too long ago. And I was like, I'm trying to put on joy every <coughs> single day. And I just felt so weary. And I was putting on, trying to put on my joy and trying to whatever <coughs> this this yeah. hindrance that I was facing, I was trying to do it on my all myself, mm-hmm. and um, Barrett was so wise, <laughs> and she was saying, you know, when you give yourself to the process, and you are able to draw on the Lord's strength, yeah. mm-hmm. and fully give yourself, mm-hmm. then He's going to be able to empower you to yeah. get through that, that empowerment, that yeah. grace to empower you, and not just and we're able to have joy in those situations yeah. because that's our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And that's when he makes it light and easy mm-hmm. through those, through those yeah. difficult times. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it really goes to understanding who we really are. Yeah. You know, we're not physical beings trying to run in a spiritual race. Mm-hmm. We're spiritual beings running a spiritual race. Yeah. And we just so happen to have a flesh. We happen to have a body. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Our body, we can make it do what we want it to do. Yeah. But that reality reality of 
my God has supplied all my needs according to his riches and glory. My God is enough. My God is enough for me. My God is enough for me. My God is enough for me. I have all I need in him. I lack no thing. When we realize we lack no thing, we're not going to stop running because right. that those things are strength. Mm-hmm. Those things are peace and hope. And you know, the, when it says don't grow weary, I would say the self-control and the weariness, those are the two things mm-hmm. that people get attacked with yeah. so often yeah. because it's a button that the enemy knows, oh, that's worked for them in the past and it's worked for them in the past and it's worked for them in the mm-hmm. past. And it's worked because we've looked at ourselves yeah. as the source. Instead of letting him be the source. And truly, I think, and if there's anything else that y'all have that the Lord's shown you, the last how-to that had come up to me today, it came up while I was reading the word this morning, is it's got to all be done by love. Mm -hmm. It cannot be done outside of love. It can't. This race cannot be done outside of love. Mm -hmm. You know, in 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, we're not going to get into all the like lovey-dovey stuff, but (laughs) if you read verses 1 through 3, the lovey-dovey stuff is good too, but if you read through verses 1 through 3, it's talking about how to run. Like chapter 12 is all about like, here's the gifts that I'm giving to the body and here's the stuff that's going to be in the church. Like Mm -hmm. here are the tools that I'm giving you to have and do what I'm calling you to do and these are the things for you but then he grounds them really quick you actually go to verse um, or chapter 12 verse 31 the last sentence because these weren't broken up in chapters then the last sentence he says is and I show you a still more excellent way you can run you can be on fire you can be you can be self-controlled you can be diligent but Mm -hmm. if I have no love I become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal Let's see. If I do not have love, I am nothing. That's a fun one. (laughs) That's so fun. If I, you know, literally verse three, if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, if I surrender my body to be burned, but I do not have love, it profits me nothing. We can yeah. run and 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 burn and burn and do all the stuff that mm-hmm. we need to do and blah, da, 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 da. But if we don't love, yeah. we are nothing. Right. <laughs> like that sentence itself. It's, oh, like it's, I'm laughing because it was so convicting of, mm-hmm. hey, if you're not loving, you're nothing. Yeah. Because if you don't love, <laughs> you're not acting like the Lord. Mm-hmm. But when we're abiding in love, nothing can separate us from it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And it casts out all fear. Why do most people quit? Because they're afraid. They're afraid of failing. They're afraid that they can't. Fear's the killer. But when we're in love, we can't be stopped. We just keep going. And we keep going stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. And what does the Bible say? Love never fails. Never. In that that Mm -hmm. same, uh, that's in the same chapter, right? Yeah. Love never fails. If I'm in love, I can never fail. Put that in the comments. If I'm in love, I can never fail. So we're talking about running your race with endurance. If I'm in love, I never lose. That's the same thing. I can never lose a race if I'm running in love. Mm -hmm. And and like it's, 
you know, th one of the things I've heard you say probably more than anything is what's your why? Yeah. Right. You know, why am I running this race? Yeah. You know, like it's very important yeah. to know why you're running this race. Yeah. I'm running this race because I love God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm running this race because he means everything to me. Yeah. I'm running this race That's because, it. because my creator has been so good to me because I have this fellowship with him and because yeah. I love him so much, I want nothing more yeah. than to, than to hear well done, well run my good and faithful servant. Yeah. That's what I, mm -hmm. that's what I want to hear. I want to know that my life is pleasing to God. Yeah. Everything we're talking about today, everything that we ever talk about, you know, uh, yeah. through, throughout, you know, everything in this word, everything is all rooted and established in love. Yeah. Everything, you know, all mm -hmm. these stinking thinking mentalities that we've been talking over these, it's all, why do we want to eliminate this? Not because, well, I just want to be thinking better. No, I want to, my thought life yeah. and I want my words to be pleasing to my yeah, father. Yeah. You know, this is why I'm, I, I'm, I'm intentional about what I speak out of my mouth. This is why I take my thoughts captive. This is why I win souls. This is why, this is why I, I'm believing God for increase. This is why I'm doing all this is because I love God and right. I want my life to be pleasing to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. 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 That was my, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Do you have anything else? Well, I was just thinking, we love because God loved, first loved us. Mm -hmm. you know, and so we need that revelation of God's love for us yeah. before we will adequately <laughs> be able to do anything with, yeah. that, with love. And if God is love, then we need that revelation of His mm. love for us, that yeah. He's always leading us in triumph, that He mm. always has our good in mind, yeah. that He's always causing us to increase. And so getting a revelation of that is so vital in order to be able to do anything yeah. for anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe today, like as you're watching, you realized, ugh, I, I stopped running. I'm not even jogging at this point. Like I'm just, I'm just standing. <laughs> or maybe you've been running and you felt tired. Or maybe you didn't even know there was any race to run and this was the first moment you ever found anything out. This is, this can be your moment mm -hmm. of making that decision. Yeah. You know what, Lord? Maybe you've been running awesome, but you just want more strength. God is good. Yeah. He's faithful. And so no matter where you are, pastor says this often, it's not your position on the ladder. Yeah. It's your direction. Are you, are you facing Jesus? Mm -hmm. Are you making moves to get closer to him? Mm -hmm. Then e even if there's somebody ahead of you, which there is in this race of life, there are people ahead of us. Praise God for it because yeah. we can learn from them. Mm -hmm. But no matter where you are, today, this moment can be your day to receive his love, his grace, his empowerment, and you can run the race God's called you to because he wouldn't have called you to it if you couldn't. Mm -hmm. This can be your moment. So Serena's going to pray with you. And you know what? We're just going to seek the Lord, but I want you, I'd like you to pray with them to just accept Jesus and his strength, his yeah. goodness, his mm -hmm. peace, whatever you feel led to do. Amen. 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 Father, I thank you so much thank that you, you are always leading us to triumph. You thank are you, always Father. leading us in increase. And Father, right now I pray over every viewer mm -hmm. that is watching either right now live yeah. or in the future. Mm -hmm. Father, I thank pray that you, they Lord. will have a spirit of wisdom yes. and revelation thank of you, the Father. knowledge of you. That they will have a revelation of your love for them so thank that they you, can Lord. love others. Father, that they will not grow weary yes. in yeah. well-doing, but that you, they Lord. will be able to finish this race with victory thank and so that you, whenever Lord. they see you, 
they will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. So, Father, thank you for the word that is catching today. Yeah. Thank you for the revelation, for the rhema word that's coming alive in people to yeah. run this grace excellently. And thank you that we get to fix our eyes on you. And thank yeah. you that you are always causing this to be light and easy as yeah. we pursue you. In Jesus' mighty name, yeah. and, amen. And just pray this out with mm -hmm. us and say, Lord, today, Lord, today I make you the Lord of my life. I make you the Lord of my life. You're not just Savior. You're not just Savior. Savior. Jesus, you Jesus. are my Lord. You are my Lord. You call the shots. I receive today the vision you have for my life. I will run the race that you've called me to run. I will not quit. I will not get tired. I draw on your strength right now to do the supernatural. And I will not just Start. And I will not just start. I will finish my race. I will finish my race. I will hear well done. I will hear well done. Because it's you doing it through me. You doing it through me. Thank you, Lord, for it. Lord, bless each person today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, we, we just want to let you know that we love you guys, and we sow this broadcast into you. And we, we say this at the end of each broadcast, but, you know, one of the greatest things that you can do, uh, you know, as you're receiving yeah. the word that, that was sown into your life is, is to sow back into mm -hmm. that word, to, to sow financially into that word, because that, that, that brings power yeah, right. that brings power into into cuz you're saying I'm applying my faith like with physical fruit I'm applying my faith uh, by sowing into this word that this word is going to work in my life. Yeah. So we want to encourage you, you know, uh, right there on the screen, you can see different ways to give. You can go to givew.org, but we want to encourage you to, to sow in faith that God is going to do something. You know, we, we quote Galatians 6, 9, don't grow weary in well-doing for at the right moment, you will reap a harvest right, yeah. of blessing if you don't give up. Two verses before that in Galatians 6, 7, it says this, uh, don't be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he right, shall yeah. reap. And, you know, as we're talking about running the race, as you're being diligent, as you're, as you're being diligent in running that race, uh, what you're doing is you're literally sowing seeds into the kingdom. And as you, as you sow yeah. this your, a seed today, you're sowing into the kingdom. And I'm telling you, the Bible says, do not be deceived. That means there's a deception that's where, where mm -hmm. people think, if I sow, I don't reap anything. Right. Mm -hmm. But he's saying, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. So he's literally yeah. saying that mentality that says, if I sow, I don't, right. I, I, I don't expect anything in return. That's actually mocking God. Right. That, that's something that, that's actually downgrading who God is and the goodness of him. But no, that's God's good. not mocked. If you sow something, you'll reap something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What you sow, that you'll reap. So if you sow financially, you're reaping financially. Because yeah. it says what whatever a man sows, that he shall mm -hmm. reap. So, you know, as you're sowing today, sowing in faith. See, financially, this is one of the ways that we run the race. This is one of the way, ways that we advance the kingdom of God. You know, that's where you see Mark, uh, Mark 6, 22, 22, 22, 22, what, Mark, what is it? Mark, Mark, Mark 6, 22, what is it? Matthew 6, I'm, I'm so sorry. Matthew 6, uh, seek first so the kingdom. Words right now. Seek, seek first the kingdom <laughs> of God. 633. 6.33. Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added unto right. you. What's he talking about? Uh, financial mm -hmm. things. 
You know, so when, as you're sowing today, uh, God's going to, you're going to reap a blessing. You're going to reap yeah. that harvest. Just don't give up on it. Don't quit on it. Apply your faith to it. Sow into the kingdom yeah. and watch what God does. But again, you know, we ended up with what's your why. It has right. to be done in love. Right. And how do we know it's done in love? By being obedient to what God's telling you to do. If God's not telling you to sow, don't sow. Right. It, what, if God's telling you to sow, be obedient to what he's telling mm -hmm. you to do. Because that was the first thing we said is to keep your eyes on him. You know, to, to, to have your vision on him. So if the Lord puts it on your spirit to sow today, then uh, I, I would encourage you to be obedient. To, and to sow and do what he told you to do because he's all every instruction he gives you is always an opportunity for increase. Right. God wants you to increase. So if he, if, he, if he puts something in your spirit, that is a guarantee that if I apply my faith to it, I'm going to increase. Yeah. Amen. 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 So let's pray for every seed sown. Father God, I just thank you for every seed that is sown today. Father, I thank you that you bless every seed sown. Father, I thank you that you are not mocked. Thank God, you, whatever Lord. a man sows, he shall reap that. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, thank for every you, seed Father. sown into this ministry. God, I thank you that this seed is going towards advancing your kingdom. Yeah. God, and I thank, thank you that you, any Lord. sowed planted into kingdom advancement has a guarantee increase, yeah. God, when we put our faith to it. So, Father, right now, I thank you every seed sown uh, will be pressed down, yeah. shaking together, will be running over into their laps in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for being on with us yeah. today. Pastor Ryan should be back tomorrow, mm -hmm. and maybe we're continuing stinking thinking. I don't know. It's going to be an we'll adventure. <laughs> it's going to be great. But we thank you for being on with us today. We love you very much. And now we're going to go over to Abigail, who's going to close us out. Hi, guys. Wasn't that awesome? Did that mean a lot to you? Because you know something you can do? You can share that right now. So if you're on Facebook, hit the share button and the like button. Or you can hit the love button, which is what I do. And I feel like it means more. But it's whatever you would like to do. Also on YouTube, you can press the like button. And you can subscribe. And you can press the little bell beside of the subscription button. Because what that'll do is that'll notify you every time we go live. So you can hop on. Maybe you can beat Johnny to the comments tomorrow. Let's see. Talking about tomorrow, we have some pretty exciting stuff. We're going to have who would win in a fight. We're going to have prayer, which is awesome. And we're going to have memes with Marky, which is, once again, one of my favorite segments. And then we're going to have the word. It is going to be powerful, life-changing. I think I know what we're talking about, and you are not going to want to miss it. So we have an exciting day tomorrow, but make sure you hit the like button on this video because literally every person who likes this video, it helps promote it so other people can have this word. So please do that, and we'll see you later.